Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swagger jacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUT's after further review. We're back here on 88.3 WXUT's after further review. And we got David the Man God Harris here on the phone lines with his winners and losers as the college football playoff came out this past Tuesday. And we're getting into week nine of the NFL season. Go ahead, David. Yeah, we're over halfway through the professional game, the NFL, and uh, getting paid not under the table anymore, which is college football. <laughs> oh, exciting week of college football. We'll start with the playoff, and we'll do a deeper breakdown and recap of it next week just because of the craziness of what's happening in Brooklyn. Right. But, but yeah, if you're – if you're in that playoff, it's hard for a top four team to really lose out unless you're playing another one of the top four teams, which is kind of what we expected. So another winner, Tennessee, even though you're really not the number one team in the country, and I think it's a load of crap that they put them there, even though Ohio State has a better strength schedule and also undefeated. And also if you don't lose and you're the defending national champion, should probably stick at the number one team in the country, but yeah, I guess Tennessee can have their one shining moment that the voters, the boosters had a strong SEC bias, and yeah, so shout out, shout out to Tennessee actually doing something irrelevant in the college football game. Uh, continuing on with college football from last week, Kansas State continuing to just shot the country. I don't know if Kansas State is good enough to get to a you know New Year's Day bowl game. I don't know if they're if you know if you put them on a neutral field, if they can beat the likes of a Clemson, a Tennessee, a Georgia, Ohio State, a Michigan. But this team is just fun to watch. And when their offense is going and they can just blow people out of the water. Like that's what you like to see sometimes. So obviously, if you're the opposing team and you don't, you know, you don't want to get the big spit off of you. But Kansas State having a magical season, and again, Adrian Martinez, 19 years in college football, finally figured it out. Oh, um, and then one final winner for this week. We'll switch to the pro game. Shout-outs to Tony Pollard. Three-touchdown effort, and at the start of the season, you, you can check the tape. He's the cute, He should be the running back one moving forward. I'm sorry, Zeke, you got your money, but... Uh, that I just would rather move forward with Tony Pollard as my starting running back if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. I know they're what? not going to do that, because... Uh-uh. Because, you know, they if Just you give the guy has... all the money, he has to get touches. Same reason why we saw, when we get to the Monday night game, why Mari Cooper got all the big touches and no one else did. 
Because when you get paid the money, they expect you to just force feed you. But if you're not producing, and in Deku Elliott, if you're always hurt, your best ability is availability. True. So I, I like Tony Pollard. He's younger, he's cheaper, and he's more explosive, and he can actually catch the ball in the backfield, which, let's just be honest, when was the last time Ezekiel Elliott caught you know, 50 receptions in a season? That's like that, that's just so like you, he, do you, he's do you think oh, Zeke do is, the tackles kind of running back. Do you think Zeke is kind of done? I don't. I don't want to say done, but if if it came time to for Jerry Jones and Grand Jerry Jones has a billion dollars, so he can pay both of the max contracts if he wanted to. If both of them were coming up on a contract, and if I was just a team, I would go after Tony Pollard because. He's not injury pro, and he doesn't have all that wear and tear like Zeke Elliott does. But yeah, so shout out to Tony Pollard getting his chance to shine before the bye week, and just great. Also, it was against the Bears, so I mean, take that for what it's worth. But again, professional football players, professional football players. But you're right. I don't know. I need I need to see more. Got to have consistency. I don't like to jump on the bandwagon when it's. You know, one good game or two, I, you got to be consistent. So I wouldn't get off Zeke just yet, but you know that Tony Pollard right behind him. Yeah, but it's also because of that, you know, because of that offense, because CQL is the undisputed number one, and he, they try to do this running back tandem kind of system. Pollard's not going to be able to get the 20, 25 touches out of the backfield because of CQL. Right. So it's almost he, he can show that he's RB1 potential. When Zeke is hurt, and that and that sucks. Right. Uh, switching over to the losers, we'll stay in the professional game, and I'll just I'll be the one to say it: the Steelers' cornerbacks got embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like AJ a. Brown is not that good. All right, I, we saw him in Tennessee. There's a reason why he got traded from Tennessee to Philadelphia. There's a reason why he, you know, they traded him away and wanted to rebuild. You don't do that with. Quarterback, you know, you don't really see that. I mean, granted, this offseason is a novelty because Tyree Kill also got traded, and he's wide receiver one. But normally we don't see wide receivers get traded in that quality. And Akilah Weatherspoon, Arthur Molay, Cam Sutton, like, y'all were the basic stuff. I was, I was in, you know, play-by-play commentator mode. I was like, for the love of God, get these guys off the field. At, or chop block him. I don't care. Like, break his legs. Like, do something so you don't get burnt. And they went out this week, got William Jackson, who we initially wanted to get when he was coming out of college, went to the Bengals, and you know, that whole thing. Um, but, yeah, that that was embarrassing to watch. It's, like, I turned the game off. And I normally don't turn the game off at halftime, even when you know we're getting the break speed off of us. Like I turn, I could not watch another touchdown throw in that game. It it was that bad. Uh, another team that looked awful, and I kind of teased it last week during the pick'em, the Cincinnati Bengals. I really didn't realize until last night, or until that Monday night game, Halloween that this team really is built around Jamar Chase. Like, Joe Burrow does not want to throw to anyone else. 
Like, it's crazy to think that he's like this offense is so much keyed around Jamar Chase when we just saw a couple weeks ago. All three receivers have the ability to go off. Are we really saying that the Cleveland Browns secondary is that great to literally make the Cincinnati Bengals offense non-existent? I can understand Joe Mixon because you know that the front four, front seven in Cleveland is solid, and they re, they rebuilt a, or added a little bit of depth to that before the trade deadline. But like, dear Lord and sweet baby Jesus, like that was like. That was like seeing Ohio State versus Toledo in that stadium. Like, good night. Ugh. So, yeah, if you're a Bengals fan, I hope you went trick-or-treating and got some candy because that game was ugh. But by halftime, it was ugh. Uh, continuing on, switching over to the college game, Jimbo Fisher, another person that's just Screams, uh, another embarrassing loss. And if if memory serves me correctly, Kevin Sumlin had a similar record to Jimbo Fisher right now. And they were ready to run Jimbo. They were ready to run Kevin Sumlin 18 feet under. Out of town, into the Gulf of Mexico. Like, they were ready... To you know, pitchforks send him out of there. But Jimbo Fisher, with the heavy recruiting class, with all of the accolades, all the trash talking, how is he still in College Station? Like it, it doesn't make sense. And it's going to be another recruiting class. At this point, you can't blame the recruits because they're your guys. You've been there long enough that these are your recruits. These are your players. So. If I'm in College Station, I'm I'm starting to think who's going to be the next coach of Texas A&M because this can't continue, and the boosters know that this can't continue. But money talks, and boosters have their say at the end of the day, so we'll be curious to see what happens towards the end of the state, towards the end of the season for Texas A&M. And one final loser, Michigan State. Um, I wish Frank was here to kind of explain what happened with the brouhaha. But, yeah, it was, it was just a bad look. Players suspended, possibly pressing charges for fighting in the tunnel. You know, was it initiated by trash talking for Michigan players? Like, it was, it was just a bad look. And you kind of, like, I kind of feel bad just because what happened in the tunnel is overshadowing the butt whooping that happened on the field. But, I mean, you're just, not to, you know, you know, pun it not intended, but they're literally being kicked while they're down. It's like your head coach is already on an even hotter seat. They're talking about, you know, ill-discipline and, you know, you got to get in control of the locker room. And, yes, yeah, it's just an ugly thing. And if this is the if this is the defining moment and mark that 
people remember from this season, that's not going to look good moving forward. But we will move forward because that is the end of this week's edition of Winners and Losers. Were you surprised by that fight by Michigan State players? A little bit. Just because you you want to say that, and you know, the coaches preach all the time. You know, you want to be moral and upstanding, care, men of character on and off the field. You want to, you know, carry yourselves. You represent the university. But I I can understand in the heat of battle, you know, temper is getting high. You just got your butts whooped. You lost the rivalry trophy. Your season's kind of going down the drain fast. Um, so, not surprised in that it happened, that it, you know, that it did happen, but kind of surprised that it it happened with like helmets and potential like at the severity that it did. Because we've seen like scuffles, we've seen fist fighting, mm-hmm. but like this was like a stomp them out kind of thing, mm-hmm. that and, and that like. It, like once you get into the stomp them out territory, I think that's where like, uh, not a good look. Right, that's what it was. It was a very bad, poor look. Yeah, but I mean, at, at least at least we see that Michigan State still has some fight left in them. Right, that is true. That is that yeah. is very true. Yep, and with that, that is it for winners and losers. That's it for you? That's it. Nice. Once again, listen to 88.3 Twitch After further review for winners and losers, he kept it short and sweet. What's coming up next, David? Next, we'll do a real quick Rocket recap after another wild, and I'd say wild, Toledo Rockets football game. <laughs> Good. This team is going to be the death of all of us. Well, it'll be... You're right. It'll it'll be interesting. We'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to 88.3 WGTs after further review. When we return, we'll talk a little bit of rocket football. And once again, I don't I don't think they're out of the clear yet. They got a, a great victory against Eastern Michigan. But coming up next is Ball State. Can they you know at Toledo? Then you also have Bowling Green, that team from down south, who by the way is first place in the MAC East and then you end with Western Michigan. So they're not out of the woods yet. We'll have that and more here on 88.3 WHDs. After further review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. WHDs after further review with a picture of Frank Bastion in the horse's head. We'll be back after this. <laughs> 